let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is part two. So if you've not listened to last week's episode, go part listen. Part two of what? Culture. Culture. There Culture, right? Above and below. Um, and if you've not listened to last week's episode, please go back and listen to that one first, because uh, this one kind of picks up exactly where that one left off. Or fucking don't do it. Just listen to this one. Absolutely. Roll, if you roll, like... Roll. Run with scissors, baby. <laughs> if, if you're an I and you're not going to go back and listen to last week's episode, oh, or, get after it. Or just because you told the Ds to go back, that's true. not going to do that's it. That's true. Every C is no longer listening right now. They, <laughs> they've already gone back to the last week's episode. Jeez. And the S is just uncomfortable. I love either or. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one you like just, is the one I like. Just do you guys, man. Either do it or don't. But don't complain. So uh, we're I'm talking- not feeling the love for the team tonight. Oh, come on. What? We absolutely love you. You're okay, the best. Here we go. Love's back. Love's That's back. All I needed. That, that, uh, just, one, oh, just one small psychological she, stroke. She's yeah, good. exactly. There you go, man. <laughs> Except uh, for this guy. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, so last week we were talking about sales cultures, um, when you should make a move, how you know if you've got the right people, all of these other things. And, you know, I think we kind of talked about this idea that if you're leading people, you need to really make sure that you're giving them the tools necessary, the training necessary, the help that they need. So that way, if you do have to make a decision to let them go, you can do it with a clear conscience. Conscience. I like it. Right? Um, but then, in addition to that, Clint and Al both said that they don't need that. That Personally. 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 It's okay, different. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay. I'm confused when you say okay. I, I don't need that. Let me let me sum it up. All right. <laughs> Please do. Shut up, I. <laughs> so, you know, when you're creating... Oh, no, wait a second. So now you're going to talk for a long time. <laughs> Hold on. And I'm, I'm the dude Trying. <laughs> trying. <laughs> Please go. And you're so, on the clock. Go so ahead. you got... You're trying to develop or create a culture, right? And one of the things... I'll go into this here. What, what he's saying is that me and you, when you put it on us, whether we have a culture to operate within, it doesn't really matter to us because we're going to just go in and get it done, right? That's our uh, task-driven gut that we just, hey, look, you're putting it on me. Don't care if you have rules or you have a million of them. I'm going to go do me anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's talking about versus some personalities need those guidelines and those checks. And that all has to be Agreed. in place for free people but, to operate in. So hold on, though, right? Because the way that you just described that oh, made it you. sound... I feel assaulted. I, I, it's not about being insulted. It's about, it's about consistency, incorrect. right? Yeah, it's incorrect. Because you're in this role now, right? You're, you're leading a team and you're making sure that these guys have the tools and everything yeah. that they need. Now, if one of these guys came to you and you're like, you know what, Clint, screw you. I don't need your help. I'm going to do it my way. What happens in that conversation? You're fired. And, and <laughs> no. can, I, can I bring up less than five minutes ago, mm-hmm. you were standing out there indicating, talking to your brother, the process that you didn't just jump into where you are right now. So there yeah. is a process that you have to. Oh, you guys are getting this. Uh, I think you guys are smashing these two things together. Right? <laughs> because look, now. what I, what I know about myself and I think what. What we indicated the doc also knows about himself is that if there is nothing in place, there is no culture, our personalities. You're still going to be successful. We're going to make, well, we're going to try, right? We're going to go try to make it successful in our own way. And hopefully that along the way we develop the culture around us and that people look at us and say, okay, well, there's a process. Let's write this down. We're not going to write it down for you, but you might write it down watching. That's what I'm saying. I think that, though, I don't think that's just a D or an I. I think... Okay, let me rephrase. And I see. I'm saying that we have it more naturally. That's That's true. 
Yeah, I would agree with That's that. All. I'm not and, saying that one, I'm not saying you, Nanette, or you, John, don't have that, or Bill out there listening because he's a C doesn't have that. I'm saying that naturally our personalities thrive in that market a little bit better. So I was talking with a friend of mine, um, and he was going to become a disc practitioner probably 15, 20 years ago. And uh, we were talking about how we think about it now and how they taught it and thought about it back then. And one of the things that he was really interested in was the fact-driven versus gut-driven mm-hmm. because of the way that it was explained to him. And I really like this, um, is that D's and I's look at it at any situation and say, I can be the positive influence on the situation. I can make it better, right? S's and C's think, okay, not sure if I can, right? Which is kind of, it's kind of the same thing, but the way that he was talking yeah. about it, like hit this well, thing for me. That's that detail oriented part of it too, right? It's like, I don't know if I can because I don't know all the details. Absolutely. Whereas me and Doc are like, I don't give a shit if I have any details. We're just going to make or, it work. Or I find a positive vibe in an equation that makes sense to me. That's a little right? more I than I was. But it can be as simple as that. Yeah, sure. Or or I don't get it. And I'm like, man, that's a complete shit show. I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll sit on my heels so, too. To be honest with you, it's a little more attractive to me to go into a chaotic world that's been unsolved and try to solve it than it is to pick up where somebody's like, Hey, it's all perfect. Here you go. And hand it to me. That's not attractive to me. I think, uh, for me now, I think that I could pretty much, I mean, not work in any company cause there's a lot of things that I wouldn't want to put up with, but I think I could be successful as a salesperson and pretty much selling anything. Now there's a lot of things that I don't want to sell and there's a lot of, you know, culture, because that's what we're talking about that I'm not going to like stand behind and get behind and want to work in. But that's not selling product or business. That's the, that's the people that are, you're working around Absolutely. Or, or the, yeah. or the things that they make you or do the, because exactly. it's a process. Yeah, you gotta oh, like sure. track this, do, you know, report stuff that has no value to you. Right. Yeah. In, in my arena, it's about the, the joy of the win, right? Mm-hmm. The kill, the success, the, the reward, seeing that check should, I get checks in the mail, and they're big as <laughs> shit, Mailbox man. money. And that is like, I'm like, you know, that turns me on, right? <laughs> right? And I don't, guys, I'm being serious when I say that. So if you, if you hated the people that were around you, everyone who worked under you and stuff like that, but you're making the same amount of money, would you be as happy? No, no, I do. I love the culture. Like, we, uh, glad you brought that up. So yesterday, you know, um, it was a Saturday, brought in some of our part-timers who went off to college, and they came back to help clear up some filing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Love to see these kids come back in, right? Ask them about how you know college is going. I've seen them grow up in my company. Man, it just makes you feel good. And they yeah. get me, and I sort of get them, and we you know, got some pizza and just stupid stuff like that. But we really got some meaningful work done. You know, they put in about six hours and I was around the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's all good. Interesting. I want to go back, going back to like part one, I, I remembered something that I really want to talk about is that we talked in part one a lot about creating the culture from the top down, right? And that's pretty oh, well. We talked yeah. about that the whole time. I know for a fact myself, I've, I've been a part of this where you come in and you're motivated and, created and created from the bottom, it from up. The bottom up. Yeah. And people I've, kind of fall in. They just didn't have that, maybe that positivity or those wins, and they, they kind of gather around. And now everything falls into place just because you came yeah. into it. Because I can tell you, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but 
That's what I am. <laughs> I've been a You're guy. Allowed. You're allowed. You're successful. Okay. Come on. So you walk in and you leapfrog over every manager up to the highest rung, right? Mm-hmm. Over a, a fucking softball team, right? So a bunch of guys, we're all sales guys kind of grinding out. They want to do a softball team. I'm like, well, let's just go ask the dude who can write the check. And it's not the douchebag manager, right? Because he's going to give you 20 <laughs> excuses. So you knock on the C yeah. door, right? And you go, hey, we're trying to put a softball team together. And you think we could you, we could appropriate about you know $1,000 worth of funds? He's like, absolutely. Why not? I'm so, like, cool. So I come back as the hero because yeah. I'm like, because they're like, can we buy bats? And I'm like, well, we got a $1,000 budget. You know, I guess, you know, <laughs> uniforms, bats, right? Let me go knock on the door again. Yeah. Okay. You need a bat? I'm like, hey, we need a bat too. Why not? I was just there 30 minutes ago. Nugget, call on the top, at the top person that you possibly can. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. But if somebody says, I, hold on, hold on. Better yet, let me back up another one. I was told no more than probably anybody in this company, right? Hey, let's bring a barbecue pit behind a hospital and serve hamburgers. No regulations. I got more no's, but the fact that I was asking created this flow of an idea of let's get out here and let's get this done. And I and I would sit sit in the bullpen and go, well, they fucking told me no. But at least I was trying. Absolutely. At least I wasn't like part of like, and I wasn't running away, like trying to pretend to sell. Mm-hmm. When I was in the office, man, I would kick back like I owned the place because I was working my dick off outside in the <laughs> real world, right? I agree. Yeah. So I go in and sit down. I'm not afraid of anybody. I don't walk on eggshells. I'll go, I'll throw myself off the first bridge I pass, right? No. Nope. <laughs> Always the bridge. <laughs> Always the bridge. Well, you live in a city. <laughs> How else are you going to commit suicide, right? Oh my you hang God. yourself, shoot yourself, ow, slit ow, your own wrist, or jump off we something are, high, right? Hold on. Hold on. Somebody stop. Advisory. We are not advocating you anybody to commit suicide. You cannot. We're not doctors. Well, actually, Kevorkian sales. <laughs> it's called Kevorkian oh sales, guys, man. Oh if you're not willing to hold on, stop, wait a second. You guys are you, you guys are disappointing. What? Seriously, what? Yeah. Sell, go the fuck home, or get another job, or throw yourself off a bridge. Why, why aren't those options? They are. They aren't. Glenn agrees. I mean, I'm just saying that they are. I don't agree. At all. Oh, quit with the mamby pamby, man. You want to win? You win. Figure it out right. Change your attitude. But you don't have to go jump off a bridge. Just go find something else. If this is not working, <laughs> I, for I think you, metaphorically, this is very Irish. Metaphorically, that's, that's what, what he's he means. saying. Yes. Yes. Yeah, guys, right. come on. Here's a here's a key component of being an I, right? Huge. Just- Extreme. Uh, extreme <laughs> statements. Exactly. I'm exaggerating, guys. He hasn't had his bipolar no. medicine today. <laughs> I take no meds. Uh, Other than a natural let's get, problem. Let's get back on track. Okay. All right. So uh, Clint started with a, an anecdote. We're talking about... I don't know. Why are you you looking at me? Pause? Because you said, hey, go, going back to something I want to talk about on episode one. Oh, yeah. I was talking about you can create culture from the bottom up. It doesn't have to be bottom down. Okay. You know, so I, I mean, I think you bring some some wins, some positivity, you bring that in and people mm-hmm. people follow. They, most people like that, right? But, but we, let's say you want to, how do you do that and not rock the boat too much to where you get labeled as the troublemaker? Well, one, you, you got to care if you rock the boat or not. That's one. But you don't care, right? Well, well. I disagree. Some, some people, some that's that's part of it, right? The, 
you have to even care, you have to even wonder about yourself if you care if you rock the boat or not. Have you guys ever thought that I was a rebel rouser, that I wasn't going to try to do the best thing for everything <laughs> going forward in our group? No. Did you say web or what? I don't, <laughs> I don't, a wider I don't, rouser? I don't think you, <laughs> Wait a second, where's the rabbit? I don't, I don't think he was talking about you specifically. Wait a second, I thought we were hunting. I like that everything ends up being about the eye. <laughs> of course it does. No, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You get on your tangents too, <laughs> mister. You get on your tangents too. Oh, the you, audience knows. They've oh, heard guys, Clint way more than they've heard you me. Guys have ta- you guys are talking to must be about Doc Al. <laughs> no. No. Okay, uh, let's get back to the <laughs> Okay, so do, do I think that you've ever had... Anything other than good intentions? Is that what you're asking? Do I run around trying to damage things, or do I run around trying to improve things? Conversationally, or across business? the board? Oh, across the board. <laughs> Give uh, us an example. Because because <laughs> you'll rabble rouse in some conversations. I'll, but. I'll, I'll <laughs> poke some fun. I'll I'll, I'll challenge. You can be people. quite the Tom fool at times, Al. Uh, but <laughs> relative to the business, uh, like what we're trying to do yeah. here, right? Have you ever found me detrimental? No, not at all. Right? Except or trying I mean, to destroy the project? Other than all the suicide. <laughs> r- r- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. I'm glad nobody's jumped off a bridge. I'd be the only one here, right? All three of you guys, like, catch it out of the same day. Bad day for me, right? <laughs> I'm too vain for that. Everybody's got a reason for hey, not doing it. That's all mine. I got to that'd say. That'd be mine. Right? Everybody's hey, got a reason. So, you know, you talk about... Rocking the boat, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what do you give yourself? Do you go in there and you shake everything up and you try to get everybody, you know, on your team or it's either your side of the fence or the other? That's not really it, – it, it happens. It does happen. But you have to calculate those moves. Yeah, I, that's right? what that's what that's I was going to say. Part of your professionalism. Yeah, every, right? Everything you do. Yeah, in life I don't ever be, do anything stupid. I was going to say right? everything's a little bit tactical. I mean, I'm not walking in and slapping the sea office around, right? <laughs> I'm doing my job. I'm showing some numbers. I got some points on the books. People are like, "Who's the new guy? What's going on?" Oh my goodness, man, he's a little bit older, a little bit gray. And I'm like, "Look, I can f you up, right?" <laughs> and the next thing I know. Thing, good things are happening. People were like, hey, I support that. I mean, you get that little whisper. So let's talk about when it doesn't go the way that yeah. it should go. Because It always does. It doesn't. It happened to me. Agreed. But it didn't happen to me. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's your world. We just live in it. Hashtag team I. <laughs> Not really. Part, um, part two, part I. Uh, so I took a role and it was a non-sales role. And first time I had not been in a sales role in a very long time. And... um was with a startup and the burn rate got too high and there were some layoffs and I started to feel very nervous. And so I was like, well, I'll just try to help out the sales team. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a while. Okay. I know some stuff. I've been around. Let me see if I can just help at least being like a role play dummy. And, um, I'm trying to be very, uh, you know, Thank you. cautious here. And, uh, they, they started to like it. And then I got told to stay in my lane and I said, uh, well, you know, we're pretty small and, you know, I think I can help. And, we're, we're laying people off because we're the burn rate's too high. Uh, what if I do it on my own time? Like, well, we didn't hire you to be a salesperson. I said, okay. So people in a struggling company are telling you to shut off something that they see as positive? Uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty much exactly what happened. And I was really trying to dig in with the guy who was my immediate uh, manager person mm-hmm. about, you know, because he kept saying, well, I need to see more from you. And I don't know what more is. So I would push back. Hey, what do you mean by more? Like, what are the metrics? So that way I know exactly where you need me to be. And uh, he, he gave me those metrics. And then every time we interacted, it was still like not enough. 
not enough, not enough. And uh, I, w- I was hitting the metrics that we talked about. And uh, in the next round of layoffs, I got laid off. So it, so it doesn't always work. You got to pick your battles and you got to agree, you know, but if you're in a strong, thriving, successful company that, that you've hired into and you're excited about being there, wouldn't you bring your own innovation to the program? And if you saw a deficit and you saw ways that they could be better and you saw some laggers that you could like bring up scale Mm -hmm. and you could create like this culture, which is softball teams, part of the culture or sticking to topic. And nobody wants to go ask for the aluminum bat that costs two hundred and fifty dollars and uniform. I mean, I'm talking about simple things, right? So, in your opinion, I I, I didn't do I didn't do it right because I went too big. Well, Is that what you're asking? You're saying no. I I, I don't know all the dynamics. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm talking about simply where I was, and that you said you might have been just caught in something that never was going to survive, right? No, that's true. And the company that I'm talking about is still there. Yeah, right. And some of the guys are still there. So I, we weren't struggling. Yeah. I was trying to find a way to interact, build a better culture. People yeah. were coming in and, you know, there was this disconnect from the people who, you know, were the, in the C-suite, down to the managers, down to the frontline guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just – saw a need. And so we patched the gap. I saw some guys having a conversation. I'm like, well, let's have a conversation with those guys. Made it happen. You guys are, you guys are talking about positivity in the culture side, but there's also the flip side of the coin where people are culture killers. Right. And we see that, see that a lot. Uh, The the negative Nancy's. Is that what you're talking about? Well, you know, just, for you example. just yell "fuck you" from the other well, side of the room. To those guys. I'll give, it, I'll give it to That's you. That's the guy. He's over there. The the the, the pariah. When I, when I first started, uh, when I was on one of my very first uh, exercises in the Marine Corps, we were on a range getting to shoot these, you know, badass machine guns, right? And all I could think was like, "How in the hell did I come from the cornfield to this place where it's just, this is awesome, right?" Mm-hmm. And I remember this older guy, you know, and I said older like a year and a half, but Marine yeah. Corps world that's. 10 years. When you're 19, that's yeah. huge. So he's sitting next to me, leaning against his pack, and he, I remember him saying, God, I fucking hate this range. This sucks, man. Do this again. I had to do this last year. And instantly, my entire thought process about the entire what we do here went straight through the ground. Like, yeah. just just plummeted. Like, oh, man, he's right. This does suck. Oh, I hate this. And and I remember that. You know, Did I it really? Remember. Or you eh. just bought his? No, I just, you know, because I, I looked up to him. You know, I thought okay. he was, a you know. He Super was, squared away. Yeah, you know, I just, yeah. I thought he was everything there was to be. That's who I wanted to be. And then for him, for me in my own head to say, okay, this is, I can't believe I get to do this. They pain, they're paying me to do this. And then that guy to say those little words destroyed See. my whole culture. Say, but, okay, so that just proves our words influence other people. But we also have to be responsible for how we receive words well, that we hear what so, i what i'm saying is i think if if you said that phrase opposite to a guy that hated what he was doing and you said man can't you can't you get around the idea that they're paying us to do this awesome what, what do you want to do you want to go back to farming you want to yeah. go back to the bank that's a dead-end job or do you just want to go back and clean the barracks yeah, i mean but that's how it works both ways yeah, right yeah, is yeah. that positive. you know Agreed. positive negative influence exactly. they both they both really so when you had the nut sacks to tell that guy to jump off a bridge before he comes to work tomorrow <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I get, that's the win I'm but talking it, about. But it is a good point to, you know, like, hey, man, screw you. That's it's not my opinion. That's I'm yours. Like, well, exactly. go, go sit in your corner and cry yeah. to yourself. So what are you not liking about but, this? this? But is that's fun. a 
but that's a very mature mindset to think that way. And I don't know that there's... Well, you're going to see that all, all the time in sales roles yeah. as well, right? That's what I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, it, it runs... That, right? The rampant. leads are shit. Well, yeah. are they? Are they? I mean, you know, I can't close anything because, because the company won't let me like make any decisions. Absolutely. I've heard well, that Maybe you can't uh, close dick, right? Yeah, if absolutely. That's why the company won't give you what they're yeah, giving but that's, Or they tried and you close the bad margins and you discounted yourself into oblivion and you... Oh, you whining know, is but, so destructive. I mean, there, it serves no purpose. Okay, I, I heard something the other day that 70% of everything that comes out of our mouth is negative. And some people, it's 90% of what comes out I of agree their with mouth, that. right? 70% is just, just the average. Don't be that guy, Mm-mm. right? If all you're talking is shit that's about what it's not or what it is, that's on you. That's not on the world. The world doesn't fucking care. It's still going to spin. Sun's going to come up. It's going to go down. And you're going to be in the same fucking place whether you're talking good things or bad things. And I know that's romper room, but guys, listen up. If if 70% of what you what comes out of you, because you listen to it first when it comes out of your mouth, right? That's true. So if you're you're preaching negativity to yourself instead of, I got to win, what's my rate, hit ratio, all the things we talk about, Go do something change, else. change your verbiage, yeah. change your verbiage. And then you can speak to others with a clear, uh, clear conscience. Yeah. Just the way I speak. You don't if, like it? Go jump off a bridge. If you're talking, if, <laughs> I mean, if you're talking like that in that mentality of that negative negativity to your own self or your family or the McDonald's cheeseburger yeah. that you got, that's just bullshit. I only got two pickles on one and three. Imagine what you're doing with your customers sitting down in front of them, probably coming out. Pretty negative, and you don't even know it, right? It's just your language. That's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're not winning for a reason, and it could be a process, and it can be an attitude, right? That's true. Both right. of there those are atti- important. Attitude plays. Self sabotage is definitely a thing, right? If you if you are just convinced that you're supposed to be broke, right, you're gonna make that happen. Yeah, you know, I think that was one of my uh, bigger revelations in life is when I realized, like, I try to disprove my own attitude and emotion, right? So, um, you know, sales training, you know, hated it. Mm -hmm. Why am I here? I know how to do this. Why in, why in the hell would anybody pay for me to go sit in this stupid seminar and try to learn? But I think one day something clicked and I was like, you know, let's just, let me just disprove all of this. Yeah. And I, and I, it turned, right. I learned. I will tell you when I first met you though, you were the quiet one across Mm -hmm. the way. Oh yeah. Hold on. But, but you didn't say you hated it. You were just quiet. You weren't Spilling seventy percent negativity. Yeah, you yeah. just didn't like it, and that just, was sitting with you. And then you figured out what you needed to do with that, right? Which is reasonable. I can respect yeah. anybody who says that. Absolutely. But you weren't sitting up bitching and yeah. moaning well, about people are attracted to confidence. If you you have got to develop a com- confident attitude, and you know, and that's Clint has that's a, a confident point. attitude, and I has a confident attitude. C does if all their ducks in a row, but otherwise, no. Right. But you've got to create I can be very if, negative. But, but, you, but if you got a team that's telling you otherwise, yeah. I, I don't find you negative at all. I don't, I don't find you well, negative. Well, I, th- I found you to be a rational individual who says, here's where I find fault in that. Yeah. And I'm good with that. That's not a negative statement. That's that's pointing out, here's how this could go wrong or where there may be there may be a deficiency. I, uh, I can be hard to work with. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, absolutely you can. Um because I because I am always looking for explanation, right? And this is why I, you know, whenever they oh, let me. That's not negative, though. 
Well, it, it is if you don't it have the be, answer. It can be perceived that way. Exactly. Why are you questioning me, dude? Exactly. I told you to get this right. shit done. Why Absolutely. You, why I don't have a problem with questioning. What I have a problem is when I see other people spewing their own negativity, defeating themselves before they ever get started with, mm-hmm. this is going to suck. Well, how do you know? Yeah, right? absolutely. Now, how if you, you know? say lifting 100-pound bags of cement because I'm not in construction sucks, I'm in sales, and they were shorthanded back here. All right, I get that. Everybody can make a comment. But if you are def- your actions, if your verbiage is shutting down your action step, mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, go do the action step and then report back. Right? You know, totally. it didn't work out very well and it stunk. Right? And we've discussed before going into and your client talking to them. If you know, simplest form, you have a headache and they don't want to know about your headache. They don't want to see that your eyes are squinting. They people don't. You do not bring that to the game. You just don't bring it because. It's you're you won't you won't succeed. People don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear when someone comes to me and they're selling me something. I I'm an S and I'm empathetic, but I I you know usually people are thinking about what they need. And if you're the salesperson, you better find out what they need, not by complaining about what your problem is that day. And every, oh, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people that I've worked with that complain, oh, I have a headache or, you know, it just. Well, part of that is you though, right? You enable a little bit of that because mm-hmm. you're, you are so warm caring. and you do care and you're very empathetic. And when, when you say that, how's your day going? It sounds different than whenever I or Clint says. What's up, dude? How's it going? Yeah. It, Don't care. Exactly. Just answer right? it. So it, it, is, it is much more of a social nicety whenever like Clint and I say it versus whenever you say it, which sounds like. Putting the hand on the shoulder. Hey. So why do you guys even say no, it if you don't care? No. Because I do that, care. Social norm. I do too. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I mean, you 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 said yeah. that before. I mean, like just two seconds but ago. But it's a little yeah. bit different. We have to be careful what we're talking about. I'm talking about when I go in to see my client, if I ask them how they're doing, I do care about that. Sure. But if yeah. someone's coming to me and asking. So what happens when you get the actual re- the negative response? It's a shitty day. Well. Tell me a little bit more yeah. about it. Yeah. Investigate, but, but okay. So let's dig into that a little bit because, like, do you really care why it's a shitty day? Yeah, I do. If yeah. I'm, a, I'm there for a sales conference, it's should we matter. reschedule? Is okay, it so oh, horrible. That's that, that, that we shouldn't important. have this conversation. That's, totally that, that's super that, important. That's, oh, something, okay. that's something that yeah. I miss, right? Oh, you're having a shitty day anyway. Let's get to the meeting. Oh yeah, because yeah, I miss because that, you right? compartmentalize very Absolutely. well. Absolutely, I'm like, yeah, I don't give. A, I mean, what does that have to do with business? Well, if somebody says, you know, I have a death, but it's family. I'm like, well, that's a good. Should we reschedule? That that's a great point. Yeah, because I don't do that. No, you I, I should do that a lot more. Yes, you well, should. Well, because then that also goes to the... And it uh, takes it away from them, and then they have to bit, decide sure. to engage right. you, mm-hmm. right? Instead well, of being hung where they're at. But there's also like the jadedness that kind of goes along with being a salesperson of, uh, to Clint's point, you know, you, you hear that, that the day's not good. Oh, or oh stop the fucking train. Jaded? Hold on, you can be jaded Go as a salesperson. fuck yourself, jaded? I'm not saying... <laughs> Go home, jump off the bridge, or fake it, but fuck the jaded. That's on you. That's not on society. I get it. No, most people are out there ready to buy, and hey. you're jaded, hey. and you want to complain about them? Hey. You're jaded, and you want to complain because there's a bunch of buyers out there, and you can't get to them because you're jaded. Oh, that's on you, motherfucker! It really is. Hey, we're on the same side, buddy. I don't no, know. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just yelling back because it's such a good point. News well, to me. I'm jaded. Oh, I was I'm like, I get it because there's the problem with sales. I wake up every day so fucking glad I'm where I'm at. Oh, 
I so so glad. So going back to this role that I got hired for, I was excited for about three days. And then I I had this, and I remember it clear as day. First day, super excited. Second day, this is awesome. Third day, great. Fourth day, I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, holy shit, I have no control over anything. I can't, I can't impact revenue. I can't it, it and right then, I think that if you're somewhat successful and you're in this world long enough, you get to the point where you can't go back and you can't go do anything else. Well, you feel that you can't. I wouldn't be happy doing anything else, I don't think. What else would I do? Kind of a million other things, to be honest. I was going to say, I can think no of way. a million things. I, I agree with that. John. I don't know what else I would do. Right, because this at, this point, do. at this point, really I, well. I, I, well, I think that's what I you're do. invested in. Well, I think I do a pretty good job of sliding outside of my personality zone enough, right? Because remember, C's are not the best salespeople straight out of the box. You know, that's not saying you can't be successful as a C, but you know, you got to work in the right environment and you got to have good mentors and, and good training, right? But that's across the board, really, if we're being really honest about it. But I can't think of anything else that I would uh, feel happy to do at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I, I think as a as a C, that's a that's a very calculated mentality. Oh, dude, I think like about I, it. I'm invested 20 years, so it's no going back. It's now. not about a sunk cost, though. Okay, but the, and that, but Is that's it? so no. good though, because he he can honestly he feels compelled to ask the right question. He wants to ask the right question. He needs to ask the right question yeah. to, to get the right response. Whereas I I have all this fear and emotion tied to should I ask this? Should I not ask this? How do I get to the crux of really doing the sales versus all the song and dance that I do ahead of the game? So Al, I'm curious. When was the last time you knew you were supposed to ask a question? Because like your your process tells you so, your alarm bells are going off or whatever it is, and you just couldn't bring yourself to do it. Because I don't see you as that guy. I know. I thought that when you when you say to that, I thought what Al Al does such a good job of sliding to the D and being task oriented and and getting stuff done that he's not. Now I fail myself all the time, right? Okay. Because I'll go out of a sales meeting and it will feel like I I all I did was dance around like a gesture, right? Um, and gather information, but not ask the really tough questions. And it's usually centered around money and time okay. and, and access, my and ability to come in and do the job that I need to I do. I think the reason for you, and because you're Who's an I, you? Al Daniel, because you're an <laughs> I, is um, you have a tendency to talk so much and not step back and listen and Every time I go to a sales call with him, that's what I think. I always I'm like, oh, quit talking. You did stop me the last like, one we were in on. Quit talking and be calm. Which is good. Man, this going to be a rough day in the office tomorrow for you. No, guys. no, it's good. I like it when I, because I recognize <laughs> no, knows, that. Yeah. And, and we talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you for, she She was like, next. <laughs> like, like yeah. which is a cue to me to be quiet and let's move on. With Post-call the- debriefs are huge. Right yeah. after action reports, right is what the, is what's called in the military. Right, you got to sit down and go through what and worked honest. and what didn't, and that's yes, the thing. Right, absolutely. as salespeople, it's super easy to like stick your head in the sand and get lucky and feel like oh man, no I guys, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I don't do it, so don't do it. Yeah. Face the music after the fact mm-hmm. and own your shit. Yeah. Yeah, own nothing. it because there's no value to not owning exactly. it. There's all this like insight, and when people criticize you. Say thank you. Yeah, so you get to learn. Just say Move thank on. you and then go, all right, I can't. I shouldn't do that again. Or if I do that, then I get the same result, which is less than optimal. And yeah. Do it's, you take that kind of criticism well, Clint? No. So is there is there a certain uh, level that someone has to be at for them to give you like... Yeah, they got to be validated. 
Okay. And how does someone validate themselves? Bonafide. Better, Bonafide. Than, better than me. Better than you? Okay. In, in all realms or just one realm? Yeah, all. All. <laughs> I don't know. It, no, uh, there, there are workarounds. You do it really well to me all the time where you're like, you know, I really don't like I really don't like that. Because I've heard you, I agree, right. I've heard you go, a good good point. Yeah. I mean, it's not and, like you don't but you But you brought something to the table, too. You didn't just say, well, I didn't like the way you said that question in that meeting, period. Like, okay. Well, oh, yeah. Hey, mother effer. So like, yeah. you got something better? Because a lot of people do that, right? It's yeah. like, hey, how, would, how do you think our sales conversation went? You know, when you're after action, you know, mm-hmm. two guys go to the sales meeting, and you're sitting down, and you say, hey, man, how do you think it went? Yeah, I didn't really like the way you said that but you know next time we'll get them okay well that's not what not what we're talking about but that's a pretty typical after action report for a lot of people because you just want to blow up your buddy to make yourself feel better about how you did it doc Doc swints his eyes but i i think that that happened well i I don't think i know it happens a lot i mean for if if you're working with someone whether it's, you know, group sales calls or whether it's like an accountability buddy, like they have to yeah. be invested in your success and that's the not, thing. not just want to bust your chops if you fail. And sometimes you, you need to ask like you, so John does this really well to me. He'll be like, so when you asked that question, did you have a reason you asked it that way? And I'm like, well, you know, honestly, did it come, come off weird? I don't know. I don't know what I did. Could you repeat it for me? So now you're working through a problem with me and you're bringing something to the table and, and now we're becoming a team. We're gelling. And Nan and I do that. Yeah, sure. But a lot of people don't, right? It's just like, well, I didn't like the way you asked that question. I thought it was pretty brash. Okay. Thanks. But yeah. like, what do you mean? What, yeah. what happened? Yeah. And they don't have any better else. feedback. So, sure. so yeah. Be, yeah, if you're, if you're in that culture and you have that person, make sure you guys are really getting value out of why you're saying what you're saying. Just don't. Absolutely. So that's why I say, do they need to be validated? Yeah. For me, because validation is you're better than me. You have something else to bring to the table than what I did. Otherwise, why are you talking? Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. If you just don't like what the other person did, but you don't have anything that's what I'm saying. constructive to offer. So I, I shut I, up. I said it pretty simply. You know, you got to be validated. <laughs> you got to be better than me. But that's what I'm talking about. Right. You brought something else to the table other than what I did. And if you don't, then shut the hell up because I'm, I'm still learning too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Love awesome. it. Love it. Every day, guys, every day we get up and try to learn something new yeah. about what oh, we do to feed 100%. our families and make our, our, our so future important. more secure. And you should too. And however you get that, right? Whether yeah. it's whether it's teaching the new guy something on your team, right? Because you're in that role and you've stepped up and you de- and you've decided to do it, or whether it's you know going and sitting you know at the feet of someone who who is like the highest performer on your team, like go be one percent better today than you were yesterday. In healthcare, it's see one, do one, teach one, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in sales, it, 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 we should have the same moniker, right? See one, do one, teach one, meaning. You know, look at the format, get out there and try it, and then try to tell somebody else how you did it or critique back and forth because yeah, somebody's adjust. looked over your shoulder and said the same things. Well, why'd you approach it this way? Because, the, you know, it's Wiley Coyote out there that we're trying to catch, right? You know, or the Roadrunner, and we're Wiley Coyote, right? And the guy's got all these tricks and all these things that are popping up. And when we keep running into anvils and, you know, <laughs> TNT dynamite. Exactly. And like, you know, like uh, uh, tunnels that shrink, and we run into them, and our forehead gets <laughs> this hung is up. the there. one time where you could say, run off the bridge. And he didn't even <laughs> use it. <laughs> no, because I really mean kill yourself, right? I'm not, it's not metaphorical. You should probably <laughs> not be. Here. Oh, wow. Hold on. Um, but that's a that's a serious call to action, right? Because that's what we're talking about here, guys. This is how you feed and clothe and do all the things that you want to do beyond, you know, where you're at. 
Yeah, I would say I was you're talking about culture and developing this like day to day. Want to get up and actually do? You know, you guys say you love what you love. do. You couldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Not a lot of people are out there doing that. Um, so I will say, somebody told me a long time ago that you know you spend the first twenty years of your life trying to get this great job so that you can work it for forty years just to retire on a boat, right? That's mm-hmm. and you forget about the forty years, the majority yeah. of the time, and you forget to be happy in that forty years. You spend it all for the last twenty that you. You're crippled up. You can't do it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess my kind of call to action challenge is be, you know, really make sure that you're in something that's making the culture happy. Like, make sure you, when you get up and you really love to do this, make sure you're making the next 40 years happy in whatever business you're in. And I like that coming yeah. from that, Dean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that he's Let spot go, on. Dude. He is well, spot on. The and I'm not the guy who advocates that everyone should go start their own business. But if you're not happy working for you know three to four different companies, then and and you are in sales, then maybe you should because yeah. and, and a lot I of disagree. People, a lot of people come back too, though. I've seen a lot of people go start their own business, realize you know what I had it pretty Absolutely, damn good, right? and, and yeah. I need to go back. There's what I'm saying. There is some clarity. Read, read there. a book called The E Myth. I've read it's it. A short read. Everybody should because people do things. For different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and being a high-paid gun, oh my god! Yeah, well, that's there's that's a great position. I will say, guys, hold on to that. the The worst reason to go start your own thing is because you want more money. Because you know, you can go find more money working under someone else and not have to deal with all the shit that goes along with like starting your own business. But if if your reasons are other, right, more freedom, Agreed. more control, Agreed. then then that's awesome. And Really, honestly, the E Myth is an amazing book. I read it um, after I started Adapted Growth, and it really kind of showed. I wasn't trying to build a business; I was just trying to create a job around myself, right? Which right. is something we've talked about. And uh, went back to the drawing board on my business and kind of threw out some ideas that were paying me pretty well. I had to go fire some clients because it, because it wasn't scalable. I was the only guy who could do it, and I and I had to go tell these clients, "Hey, I can't do this for you anymore," which was not comfortable and it sucked. But you know, I'm better off now. The E-Myth is a good book for two reasons, right? And it's like counseling when you're in a, a marriage that's struggling. It'll do one of two things. It'll tell you to go forward because you have the right mindset, or it'll tell you to stay where you're at or find a better where you're at, which is like counseling, right? Mm-hmm. Counseling should decide, should you two stay together or should you two split up? And if you split up, what's the best way to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's a win-win. The E-Myth, yeah. Guys, get out there and read that. Really good. Who wrote it? Anybody know? Oh, oh, shit. We'll bring it next episode. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Oh, hold on. Everybody's got Google shit. You don't need us. <laughs> just put it in there. Say. It'll pop up. It'll be in the show notes. Somebody Go just, to salesstore.com. It's an easy read. Yeah, really. oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, it, we put all the notes, all the transcription on there. As so. we're talking about this, 90,000 people just ordered it off Amazon through Siri. You're Amazon, welcome. Amazon. No. <laughs> oh, bitch owes me a little grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy needs at least like a car wash or something. Right. A car wash? A wash. With an R. Wash yeah. rat. Wash rat. That's with an R. Wash cloth. Yeah, that is with an R. With your mouth. Get the old wash cloth out. <laughs> Interesting. All right. What else we got on, on culture? Because you, Clint, have have just recently made this change, yeah. right? You went from one company to a new one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing it from opposite ends. I think when I came into the last company, it was a, all the nuts and bolts were there. All mm-hmm. the right tools were there. There just wasn't a cohesive team. And... And I don't say that I changed, but I think I changed a, a part that changed another part that ended up domino effect. Yeah, domino effect into into the softball team, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, came in, it was like, what? 
why don't we have a yeah one of the first things I said was like there's a bowling alley right down there oh yeah we used to do that 15 years ago we don't do that anymore like why not you know Great. like what why not why not get together and do something it doesn't have to be a bowling team it's just something right I was like why don't we have a quarterly Friday afternoons where we go throw axes and drink beer or so, something yeah. you know but like you said doc it was just nobody had asked nobody even knew to ask right so that's what I mean is you might have all the tools in place but you just need to be the first one to kind of prod them and push forward later. That's do you from the know bottom. how you stand out if you have even a reason to go to the c-suite and ask a question for the frontline guys right better food uh, you know anything and engage sure. yourself with the company that you work with to make things better not only for yourself but for everybody yeah. right and when you do that a you're a leader whether you lead in numbers or whether you lead in stature or longevity you just became you just went to the front of the line for asking a simple question uh, to maybe somebody that everybody thought was unapproachable if you wonder if you're a leader walk down the road 20 paces turn around if anybody's following you guess what you're a leader if they're not get back in line buddy I mean, simply put, hmm. mm-hmm. agree. Figure it out. So, there are some things that I think people will think about with culture, right? That is not really culture because culture is way more about how you interact and the things that you do, and not, you know, other things, right? Because, like, I know a lot of companies and like, well, we got a ping pong table. Yeah. Well, a ping pong table with like that's not culture, right? Or the kegerator in the office, that's not culture either, right? It's way more about how you tool. treat your people. It's a tool. I mean, it, it can, can be. be a tool, right? But go ahead. Okay. So he will. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> see. Tell there, me a story. A, okay. It's, it's like the water cooler, right? Yeah. When, when people talk about culture, they talk about being around the water cooler, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that analogy, and I, I, I don't watch a ton of TV, it's so I office. can't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So it's the office. I knew there was some sitcom that sort of had that. If you're not bringing that around the water cooler effect to the company that you're with, then you're just a number like everybody else is a number. But, and unfortunately, I'm going to kind of go to my socialist roots here, right? Which may hurt somebody's feelings. Socialist roots, you're from Texas. No, I understand. <laughs> but that, okay, so collective, I'm like farming collectives, right? And, and, and co-ops and things that bring people together mm-hmm. and community. Well, when you walk into your office, that's part of the community that you spend a lot of time with, yeah. right? And if you're a sales guy, you're automatically sort of a leader, right? You, you think so? See, yeah. Oh, I, well, I, I've seen it. I, that's the way I felt when I walked through the door. Well, you're a frontline guy. That's for sure. Yeah. And so you're out on the streets. You're out there. And, and so people are there to support what you sell. So you're the frontline of that culture. And I mean, if, everybody has an important you, role. That's my opinion. Well, I mean. Well, I, th- I go back to this all the time. When you start a construction company, it's usually yourself, right? Or you yeah. branch out on your own. You start yourself. And the first thing you have to do is sell something right yeah. i mean that's why i always think it's funny it's like the bigger you get you always look back and you're like we don't need do we even need sales guys anymore yeah it's like okay well yeah See you kind of works do. out yeah because you because you had to have one to begin with whether it was you hold on and Lo- you had to perform. lose some bo- clients right what do you go back to doing that's trying right. to sell that's exactly right so that's right it, it, oh it's a great analogy if your cl- clients are always going to be your clients it's always going to be status quo yeah. if you can maintain and never want to grow and you're yeah. not scared of losing anything which is crazy yeah, yeah. I don't know who's got that no business that, that's a vacuum that doesn't exist. yeah, yeah. Exactly. your best client is someone else's best prospect that's right mm-hmm. so yeah you, you know you just kind of you're right. I, I don't know that every sales guy's a leader, but every sales guy's definitely on the front line digging in, right? And you got to have those guys out there 
where I think we fail a lot of times in organizations is we let those guys kind of off the hook and we don't, we're not out there, you know, beating through the bush in Vietnam with that guy with the machetes clearing the path, right? That's your sales guy up front. He's doing that. Whether he's truly a leader leading the people in the culture or not, he's clearing the path for you. He's making it a little bit easier for your day to day. No doubt about that. Hmm. And what he brings through the door helps create culture. Right, bringing crap jobs. Oh, for sure. Bringing failing stuff in the door. His attitude, also. Well, because there's a lot of companies where the backside of the the backside of the house, right, the fulfillment, the delivery team, all that Mm -hmm. stuff, they hate the salespeople, right? And there's this stigma of you know the salesperson will sell and say anything to close a deal and then just leave it for the back office, right? So if that's what you're doing, then you deserve all of that animosity and. But if you are a leader, here's what you're doing. You're selling a project, and then you're telling your support staff where the problems may exist, right? And you're owning the failure of the sale. Meaning, if the sale is, if it isn't going really well, you're saying, sorry, I should have told you that. And then you're getting better at working with your support team. Oh, for sure. So that they come in and they know it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. And they need to, they, but you've laid out where the landmines may exist, how difficult the customer may be, what their expectations are. You've been a good conduit for sales back to production, mm-hmm. right? Well, and if you're not doing that, that's the ownership thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the other side of it too is like you get to a certain level, you know, structure-wise, money-wise, revenue-wise, where you kind of split this backdoor team of performance to the front-door team and the sales, and you split that just because financially and accountability, you have to do that. So you put leaders ahead of those two groups, and that's when the company splits, right? And, and that that's how you become a VP of sales, just like you're talking, right? Yeah. That's, where, that's, that's, that's right. how you got to where you're at. But the thing is, is that but they need to uh, understand that that's before all of that happened. Yes. It was all one cohesive team yeah. where you sold it, you managed it, you ran it. Now all hands on deck, and then you get big and you you, you lose that mentality until all of that fails and you have to go back to that one room. Everybody all hands on deck. Very good point. So if you if you have this big split division, which is something that I'm currently kind of walking into, well, it's you know, and years and years of throwing the ball back and forth across the fence. Now it's your problem. Now you put the fire yeah. out. You know, and, and the point of it is, is that, so what, what's the division line? You're going to tell me that you have guys building the job, you guys have you have guys managing it, but then you split it, and now you guys you have guys selling it. What happened to the cohesiveness, right? Bring yeah. it all back together. I, I challenge everybody. That's culture to me. No, I agree. Yeah. That if you sell something, the minute it gets sold and there's a commitment in the production teams, now you're managing your sale, right? You I mean— are, you're a part of that process, even if you don't ever do anything other than look over your shoulder to see how it went. Because if you don't, you're leaving it up to chance that you would ever be able to call on that prospect again. Right? You know, it's a, in construction, it's really easy to me because a project manager, he's not in there tightening bolts with his own hands. Just not, not in a big organization, right? He's managing finances. That's what his job is. reporting back to you to, to tell yeah. you how the so, job's going, right? So why is he on your side of the fence and me as a salesperson is on the other? That's, yeah. that's weird to me, right? So you got all these guys looking at your project manager talking shit about the sales guy, mm-hmm. and you split that line and you create this terrible culture. Well, all he does is bring us shit jobs, and we got to manage them from the bottom up. Or if the sales guy is saying, "I brought you this, you know, beautiful job, and you guys screwed it up on performance," mm-hmm. that happens in most companies. You, sure. you get big. You I mean, you've split. spoken that about yeah. walkthroughs and people flying Absolutely. in because you had, but, on, yeah, had to solve that. At, depending upon 
how the organization is laid out, that's that could very well be a sales issue mm-hmm. or it could very well be like a leadership issue. Well, yeah. Uh, and I think that's what I'm saying is somebody decided that they have a, you know, an operations, a, a COO, right? Mm-hmm. A guy that runs all operations and they've decided to split under operations. It's all operations to me, right? Everything that happens is a part of operations, even the accounting side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accounting is part of making all of this work. Mm-hmm. So why these splits, right? And, well, and it splits because you're a salesperson. No, what I'm saying is it split. It splits because because companies divide them up and decide that it's easier to control. Yeah, and it's control, control and from manage. the top, sure. from the C yeah. suites down. But right? but what we have to realize is that those are just metaphorical lines on paper. They're not real lines. Yeah, walk no, across, go through the door, sit down, have a conversation with production, and yeah. say, "Man, well, how can you we told, do it better?" Yeah. You told me a story the other day about uh, you know trying to build some rapport, you know, with the new guys on your team. You're talking about and, Clint. Uh, yes. Clint. Yeah, sorry, um, and. You know, they all. Is it okay if we talk about this? Yeah, go. Okay, so, uh, so they all didn't like this one estimator on your team, right? I think it was an estimator, and you were like, "Well, why, why don't you like him?" And they're like, "Well, every time we go in there, he's just always I did my job and everything else." And, oh, this is the old company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and you were like, "Well, do you guys go tell him when it's good?" And they were like, "No." Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, that, and that happens too. And, and something we were talking about kind of in our break was, uh, uh, before this was, how do you know how to, on, in my world, how do you know how to estimate a job if you've never looked at the performance data, right? Or where your performance, because a book can tell you how to do this all day long, but if you're not actually performing at that level or that data mm-hmm. and you're estimating over here, of course it's going to fail. And, and but that's where that line, that split, and you don't talk back and forth. How can you be cohesive? And, and that goes so far past construction. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's just my example, right? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. But, no, but that's a great example. It's a, it's a huge example, right? If you're, if you're a graphic designer, right? And it, and it, and you think it takes you an hour to do a logo cause you're not tracking anything, you know, but it's actually taking you three and a half hours. Exactly. You don't you know, know what your cost involved to, yeah, to, right? to fulfill a sale. So why estimate it at an hour? Estimate exactly. it at three and a half. And yeah. if you get the job, you're successful. You'll be successful because mm-hmm. you have it there. Yeah. And if you don't get the job, then it's not the client for you. Go find somebody that will. Well, in the in the thing that happens is that a lot of salespeople ju- just think that the answer to every problem is just to go sell more. Yeah. When it's not or, go sell more, or, it's sell the right or kind cut of or cut your or cut. Right. Yeah. That's the big. That's the big one, right? Or or here's the deal. I hear that every day. Oh, we're too expensive. We'll never be sell able anything. to go back to your C suite and say we're having a problem here and it's not on sales. It's on the fact that we're not profitable because yeah. our cost overruns. Absolutely. I got estimators. Yeah. We're not buying at the right price. What are we doing to hedge against, yeah. you know, cost here, our lumber, our steel, yep. our, our conduit. Yeah, our, if we're our using our numbers pipe. from 30 years ago, well then yeah, of course we're going to fail. We're not in, we're not up to date. So yeah. from a sales standpoint, and there's where I press everybody. If you don't understand all these other dynamics about your business, if you're just getting yeah. up blindly, well, you're, you're sort of a puppy dog, right? Yeah. You're, then, you're not running on the per- front porch with everybody else yep. talking about real things. And I think that's where in my book, I watch a lot of cold calling fail. Right, because you just walk in, you're like, okay, I got this script. All I got to do is pick up the phone and say the script. Yeah, if you don't know the script, you don't know the culture. You don't know what you perform. You don't even know the names of your products because mm-hmm. you're just told, oh, well, if I get through the script, I'm, uh, I go to the next one. But if you can buy into the culture and make that cold call informative, and you know what you're talking about, and you've bought into the language and the culture, that cold calls, uh, 
you know, hit ratio just increase. It should. Right. For sure. It okay. should have just increased yeah, tenfold. So. All right, everybody. It's time for the throwdown. Let's Man, this went fast. It did go fast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Part two, culture uh, ownership, which is also kind of like a subheading here. Yeah. Clint, as a D, go ahead. Yeah, I think I spoke to it last time, but it's about what you, uh, you know, you got to come in and create. We're talking about culture and leadership, but you're also talking about the day-to-day grind person, right? That you can also create culture. You can create a good culture or you can create a bad culture. It's kind of up to you uh, how you set the narrative, I, I think. Uh, not, I don't think I know. You can absolutely set the narrative to what your surroundings are. If you don't like it, if there's no room for you to grow in that or be positive in that, get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Cut bait. Go. Go find somewhere that will because I'm going to tell you right now. Salespeople, while you might hear the industry say that you're a diamond dozen, well, you probably are, but there are people out there begging for good salespeople, right? And if you're one of those people, I promise you, you'll find something. You might have to make 600 phone calls, but good news is you're good at that. So, Al? So to reiterate, um, Clint talking about the narrative. Yes, create your own narrative. Know where your numbers are, though, as well know where your company sits and if you are you know stuck in a rut where your narrative isn't being heard or where you're 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 not seeing what you want to see realize that you can find another landing spot maybe it's time to look otherwise or go you know the extra step and you know push towards the c-suite see what they have to say about it because all they can tell you is to hit the bricks but you know what if you're really performing they never say that. They always, yeah, that's true. they always want to keep you. You can raise a fucking stink like nobody's business, like nobody else in the company can do, and they'll still want to keep you because you're not just drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. So, hey, be a contrarian, be a guy that's not offensive. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't make bad things happen. But if you got the right positive attitude and you're coming in there, ha- have some guts and get the glory. This is Nan, the S, and I just want to say, don't compete, compliment each other. That's all I want to say. That's it. That's it. Well, that was super sweet. Held a a good message there. Yeah. Uh, For me, this is not really going to be super applicable disease because you're probably tracking your stuff anyway, but for everybody else, it's so easy to stick your head in the sand and that's not helpful. You know, Clint talks about hit ratios and we talk about success rates and things like that. And, you know, the do one, see one, teach one. We are dealing with people and not everybody needs what you do. So uh, don't let that one kind of knock you off course, right? This is a game of numbers. You have to manage those numbers and manage your uh, your behaviors of those numbers. So uh, just be aware of that and understand that not everyone back to the, back to C's thinks about it like you do with all the details and they don't need all that. So you might need to nurture a little bit more before you rock the boat but and, and dig in. So awesome. This is, yeah. So this is our first two parter. So uh, go. go back and listen to the first one. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to it yet or don't, uh, or don't according to Clint, uh, <laughs> follow us everything on social media is at sales throwdown, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and then if you want to take the assessment or if you want us to come talk to your team about some of these dynamics and how they show up um, either yeah, internally that. as part of your culture uh, or with your prospects and things like that, reach out to us, uh, send us an email, assessments at salesthrowdown.com and have a good day. <laughs>